Hey everyone, welcome to the Create Radio Show. I'm Jason Evans. With me is Kyler Clapp. Woo! And over on the faders, producer Chris. Hey. It's good to be back. Unfortunately, Kyle Lee still could not join us. He's finally finishing school and uh, getting all that stuff taken care of. But how are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you share? <laughs> it's just, it's been rainy for so long. And literally, as I was driving here this morning, the street lights were still on. Yeah. And it's 10 a.m. My watch is dead. Well, 10 a.m. Yeah, it is dreary. It's been dreary this week in Oklahoma. So that's getting to you. Yeah. Because you're like a sunshine yep. person. Mm. Yep. Yeah. What Tell about you, Chris? I've never felt more alive. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sounds gosh. like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm 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 good either way. Uh, you know, I I I have a pretty even kill personality. So give me weeks of rain, weeks of sun. I'm I'm good either way. But uh, I'm sorry that's bringing you down, Kyler. <laughs> yeah, it's really killing my vibe. <laughs> I can tell. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing. That's all I got. Man. Well, nothing's happening. My life is so boring. (laughs) I went to tell one of my roommates, I was like, we were sitting on our couch last night talking, and I was like, I feel like I have something to tell you guys, but my life is very bland. (laughs) Well, that goes through seasons too, right? Like Mm -hmm. the the clouds. Yeah. Stayed pretty bland. (laughs) Just adulting. Yeah, maybe you're underestimating your life. Maybe it's it's better than you think. I laughed at a there was like a fan on the end of the ex- of an exhaust pipe on a truck. And like, so when they would like, you know, go, the fan, the fan would, would like turn? throw. Ah. That made me laugh. So well, that's where. That. See, that's a yeah. highlight of life. But that's, it's a fan <laughs> on an exhaust pipe. <laughs> I shouldn't even know what an exhaust pipe is. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's good to know those things. What about you, Chris? <laughs> uh, I now wish I had a fan on my exhaust pipe. Yeah, you should work on that. Yeah. Was it a big truck? Yeah, and like a little silver fan. Better than other things I've seen hanging off the edge of trucks. All right, so you guys ready to do top three? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Who's doing it? Is it me? Oh, because I'll say don't pick me because the one I thought of this morning was depressing. Oh, well, now we have to hear it. Sad top three. We don't have to do it, but what was your... It's just going to be top three, top three things you miss. <laughs> top three things uh, you miss. Anything. Grandma. Wow, my father. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was thinking, <laughs> I was, I, mine was, I miss being able to like eat a hot pocket funyuns and a Snickers for lunch and uh, not gain any weight. Well, that's. I mean, I miss those days too. Both grandmas. That's <laughs> so we had a conversation at lunch yesterday. The three yeah, of us is like, you know, death. that's that just it, death is a part of life. <laughs> The other thing, I don't know. <laughs> what else do you miss? No, anyways, not my. It's not time for that top three. Anyways, <laughs> top three. Top three. All right, so top three. I'll bring the question. All right. And I, I kept going back and forth. I had a few questions in mind, but I thought this would be a good one. We're here at uh, actually Memorial Day. Yeah. You know, so we are at the beginning of summer. Three, three favorite types of boats. Not your, uh, save that one. Save <laughs> okay, that one okay, for okay. Fourth of July. <laughs> no, so top three. Titanic. My, <laughs> <I'm> Lusitania. <kidding. laughs> 
Uh, what else? What was the one Columbus came over? <laughs> what did he come over on? Uh, Mayflower. Pinya, no, the, oh, the Mayflower. Puritans came Mayflower. Over on Mayflower. He came over the the Nina Pinta and Santa Maria. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. back to you. All right, so your top three history moments. <laughs> um, no, all right. So top three in 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 the in light of summer being upon us. Your top three must-haves for a road trip. Ooh. So, and what I, I and I'm going to specify what I mean by must-have is it's something you must have in your car on a road trip. Okay. Who wants to go first? I feel like Chris should go first because he takes he's taken so far more road trips than I probably have. Hmm. We well, just took a road trip. That's true. Yeah. Well, number one, obviously, is a camera. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> I can't leave my house without a camera. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, wow. Chris. I'm kidding. Chris wow. takes the best pictures I've ever wow. seen in my life. Wow. Except um, for that one guy who shot free solo, but anyways. No. Number two would be uh, sunglasses because my eyes hurt really bad for some reason in okay. daylight. Uh, and then three would be uh, and. Nothing but pairs of shorts. <laughs> Just laying around the car? <laughs> Just laying around the car. <laughs> I Chris hate pants, whole... <laughs> and I would love to only wear shorts for the rest of my life. But so, like, you, uh, but t- that's included in your in your suitcase. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like that's just a part it of your daily. Doesn't have to be, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> in I, your backpack, whatever. That and that and sunglasses. I feel like are just a part of your daily drive. Yeah. Well, I didn't wear sunglasses today, and I didn't have a camera on me today. Well, as Kyler pointed out, it's cloudy. <laughs> no camera. I, I wear glasses. Camera. When it's cloudy. Yeah, yeah, I wear glasses all the time. So do I need to pick okay. two more? Nope, nope, you're good. Okay. You're good. But I will say, to? I'm surprised. Like, there are no snacks, no go-to yeah. foods, no music, none of that. Like, Well, music's always a given, but I guess that could have been a three in place Not of shorts. Always. Yeah, no, I don't listen to music. Oh, okay. Unless well, yeah. my wife and I are going on a road trip, because she, she listens okay. to music. Well, in place of shorts, put music. <laughs> Or a dongle, so I can plug in my phone to listen to music. Good. Wow, there. That's there a must-have. There we that's go. A good, 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 good. Kyler, what about you? For me, if I'm well, okay. A lot of it depends on if I'm driving or if I'm in the, in the passenger. But I'm just going to assume I'm just a passenger. Okay. So I bring a neck pillow for sleeping. I have my playlist ready. Road trip playlist essential, and then. Multiple beverages and multiple snacks. Do you have any go-tos in that regard? My essential water, a Gatorade. Um, I like trail mix, probably some sort of fruit, and then something salty. Oh, wow. I know what I like. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Chris, take notes. <laughs> yeah, take notes. <laughs> I can go even further in depth. Playlist on Spotify titled Road Trip with the little car emoji. Of course. <laughs> Obviously. What kind of music do you usually um, go with? I try to like feel out the who I'm with. So like for my friends, we could go anywhere from like in the club to oldies but goldies. Yeah. And then somewhere Broadway in the middle of that. Yeah, right when you hit that first lull. Yeah, uh, and the then like best hits of 2000s Disney. <laughs> and then, yeah. Awesome. It's a it's a roller coaster. Yeah, I could I could I could see that. So Fantasia, you, but yeah. with you, words. You've created enough uh, cues for for the three of us when we're working to for me to know you have an eclectic taste. It's a it's an it's an what's the word for audio but with not visual uh, auditory. Is that what that be? So it's like an an auditory aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, nice. 
Nice. Okay, so um, as most of you guys know, I'm a very like routine person. What? <laughs> so when when Camber and I go on road trips and uh, or if, like we generally go out to Colorado every summer. So when we do like the long trips, we we do have a, a certain set of things that we always take. And one is no matter how old school this sounds, we actually have a little portable DVD player. Yeah, smart. And smart. we have like five go-to movies that we always take on the the road trips. What are the five? Um, so uh, there's one called The Way Way Back. That is an indie indie film. It's got Sam Rockwell and uh, Steve Carell in it, Allison Janney, uh, Tony Collette. And so it's about this this kind of uh, broken family that goes to a summer home out in uh, like the Hamptons or something up in the Northeast. And it's about this kid learning to become himself at a, at a he works at a water park that summer. Oh, wow. And uh, it's amazing. Cause indie. It's super indie. It's amazing because Steve Carell plays an absolute jerk. Like no. he plays the potential stepdad. And uh, so the whole movie, I, it, the the movie, the first line of the movie is I, uh, he asked the kid, he's like, uh, what would you, in a scale of one to 10, what would your number be? And the kid, you know, after some prodding, the kid's like a seven. He goes, no, you're like a three. Yeah. And they're like, that's Steve Carell. And you're like, what? What? Michael Scott. Anyway, okay. So the way, way back, uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty is one. And mm. because the, the reason it's so good on a road trip, one, is he goes on a road trip, yeah. you know, across the world. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack is killer for a road trip. Like, it's just it's just very ambient, explosions in the sky type stuff. Mm. Chris, you would definitely love it. Cool. Um, and so uh, that one, uh, Moneyball, is one mm. that we go to all the time. Uh, we've been known to take the uh, Band of Brothers uh, miniseries, which is like 10 hours worth of oh shows. Gosh. It's an amazing show if you've never seen it. It came out like in 2001, but uh, it's World War II, about uh, 101st Airborne. So um, those are those are definitely the go-tos. Like we'll take those on almost every trip. And then sometimes we'll pick and choose. Like we may pull a classic, Sound of Music, or yes. um, Mary Poppins, or uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Seven Brides yeah. for Seven <laughs> you know, Brothers. So we'll pull out some classics, Kate. That so. musical has caused so many arguments in my family. Uh, really? Just, anyways, go ahead. Uh, well, it's going to no, be I'm, a long explanation. I think I, we have the time. Well, the first time I watch it, well, my brother and sister are big Broadway nerds, yeah. school nerds. And so every time they start doing their nerdy Broadway talk, my dad will just, you know, trying to be funny, will say, well, have you seen uh, what's Chitty Chitty Bang Banger? Mm -hmm. Have you seen Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? Well, sure enough, last time I was home, we're just scrolling through the TV. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers is on. I'm So I'm watching this movie with no context, and we roll in, in like a dance scene. So it started this big argument. Are they on wires or are they not on wires? And they're like, my dad's like, no, they're just really good dancers. I'm like, those are wires. His body would not shoot up in the air yeah. like that. They're on wires. And so he's like, no, 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 no. And so all this stuff. And then we get towards the end where they kidnap yeah. their brides-to-be. Yeah. And I was like... Is this bothering anyone it's else? Movie, and my dad's like, "Well, you know, it works." And I'm like, "I don't know." So yeah, there was a lot of yeah different things. It's uh, it's not without complications, but I love that your argument started out of a technical advancement in movies. Well, because these dudes were just soaring yeah. through the air. I mean, they're great dancers, anyways. But I was like, "They're on wires." Yeah, it's, it's got to be wires. And my dad, who yeah. doesn't really understand that, was like, "Doesn't understand no. the movie magic." And his dad, yeah, move the movie <laughs> magic. But he's about to be in one. He better learn. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, so um, that was that was that was great, and it is problematic there at that moment in the it, movie. The whole but, thing's you know, quite things, problematic. It's kind of like uh, the police, and I'll be watching you. 
you know? I don't know what that is. The song. Oh, Every I'll breath. Be watching yeah. You. yeah, the same vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's it's problematic if you're really thinking about it. So anyway, okay, so DVD player with with a few movies. That's our go to. We we always have a like a freezer bag type thing to keep things cool. And we uh, always yes, you know, yes. like we always have um like apples, uh, maybe some celery. Uh, some grapes, just things that are easy to grab. Oh, I was like, celery on a road trip? Well, it's not like we're... I'm just easy, things that are easy to grab. Okay. Almonds, peanuts. Um, we'll always have some kind of candy. I, for me, it's usually hot tamales. Ooh, I really, really like hot, hot tamales. Hot tamales. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's how I say it every time, except for just now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I need some hot tamales. <laughs> um, but so we always just have random <laughs> snacks. Always have like a case of water. In the car, just because you can just pull and go. Uh, So um, those, and then the third thing would be, what I always try to do on a road trip is find a book that I've been wanting to read. And read it while I read you're it while driving. driving. No, Are you no. serious? I said what? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll I'll try to use my library app and check it out from the library, the audio book. Okay, okay. And okay, so okay. we'll usually go between like a movie mm-hmm. and then maybe listen to the book on tape. Mm-hmm. So those are usually my go-tos. That's just one thing. I just I, well, I've never tried an audio book really. I can't do podcasts, mm-hmm. and I I wish I could, but I just yeah. it's you know it's I think everybody's just different because for me like music is what I tune out. Mm-hmm. And so it'll mm. like podcasts will keep my mind engaged, which will keep me awake. Oh, and honorable mention, because I, I don't have these just for road trips, but it's anytime I'm in a car, sunflower seeds, because that's like, yeah. the, that's the ultimate keep me awake. With your thing. cup. Yep. Your I always cup. have a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sunflower seeds. Cause that's always, if I start feeling drowsy, that's always for, you know, the cracking on seeds or whatever is always what keeps me awake. Yeah, so. That's the moment I became okay. a man. Yeah, exactly. When you could do that without, yeah, you know, I was like, like, watch dad. <laughs> you know, he was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Made him so proud. Huh? So proud. So proud. Well, that was top three. This has been top three. Well, uh, that was fun, but I think we need to get to our guest. You guys ready? Allie Lopes. That's right. Allie Lopes is our guest today, and we were so grateful to get to talk to her. She's a queen. Uh, yeah, exactly. And we found out she actually listened to some previous episodes, yeah. which is always an honor. We love a fan. Always an honor. Well, Allie is a freelance graphic designer who is based in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, she loves to partner with nonprofits and churches to tell beautiful visual stories, and we talk about how you become a storyteller through design uh, in our conversation. And uh, we also just talk about a lot of things about her move, making a move from being on staff at a local church to going into freelance. And uh, we really just had a fun conversation, I thought, Kyler. Yeah, she's great. She's had a lot of great things to say. So as always, get out your darn notes. That's right. Get out your darn notes. Or your Apple pencil, because technology... I like how you put a question mark on <laughs> the Apple Pencil. Some of us are poor, so. Well, on that note, here is our conversation with Allie Lopes. Well, Allie, it's so great to have you on uh, the podcast. And we like to start out by asking our guests uh, a few quick hitting questions. So, Kyler, the floor is yours. Yeah. So, each episode, we play a game of this or that. And I always say um, either you're, you can answer them as fast or as slow as you want. So, here we go. Are you ready, Allie? Good. Awesome. Okay. Here we go. First one coffee or tea? Coffee. Nice. Books or podcasts? Books. 
Nice. Walmart or Target? A Target. <laughs> of course. Of course. Movies or TV shows? All of it. All of it. Not Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, I asked my husband this question last night and he's like, isn't watching TV like watching a movie now? Like, didn't <sighs> HBO like a few years ago kind of just make, I mean, you watch like a long movie yeah you watch tv right and episodes are so long now it's basically a movie short movie so that's a good point true cool (laughs) apple pencil or real pencil oh apple pencil and then I guess a crayon because I have a, tod- a preschooler oh, and we don't awesome. have pen- crayons <laughs> smart um beach or mountains beach nice photoshop or illustrator oh illustrator okay going out or and staying I can have a- it, but I won't. <laughs> I don't want to alienate your listeners. Well, right, I, I do want to. I did want to interject because you said that with such conviction, and I, I have noticed I in in when we ask these questions, it seems like there's a pretty hard line. There is. You know, it's it's one or the other. It is. Yeah. Well, and I went to school for um, journalism graphics, and so we learned the Adobe Creative Suite and each one of them had a purpose mm-hmm. and so sometimes I like watch people doing type stuff and I mean I I did some type stuff in Photoshop this weekend I needed to use the displace filter but sometimes I see people doing things that should be vector and not <laughs> pixels and that just breaks my heart a little bit I That's love Illustrator me. I've been working <laughs> in Illustrator since I was a junior in high school wow. so okay Awesome. That's my program. A pro. Okay. Last one. Going in or wait, going out or staying in? Well, now going out because it's been so long. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just Very so true. excited to do anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't ask me the Marvel or DC one, which I was like debating with my husband about okay, this. Then last let's night. go. Marvel or DC? A <laughs> uh, Star Wars. Oh, ah, okay. Yes, so ma'am. Yes, ma'am. With Star Wars. <laughs> Honestly, same. <laughs> We're like late to the party with Marvel. DC has my love from the '90s, but yeah, Marvel's definitely killing it right now. Yeah, that is for sure. I like the Star Wars though. That's a yeah, it's a good pivot. Star Wars is good. So. That's good. Awesome. Well, you survived this or that. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, Ali, you mentioned you started with uh, Illustrator when you were in high school. Um, could you just kind of briefly tell us your your journey uh, into to design? You know, what did that look like for you? Yeah, so I'm probably going to tell you a story that no one else will reference this start. Like everyone has a different story, but there's a lot of similarities. I am almost positive no one is going to say, I watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid. <laughs> And I just thought that was a really cool show. Yeah. And I thought April O'Neil was really cool. And so I like, I would go to the sewer and talk to the turtles and like, (laughs) that was my jam. I was going to be a journalist because April O'Neil was a journalist. So this was like kindergarten. So come up on high school and I'm still like, I'm going to be a journalist. Like I'm going to be April O'Neil. I'm going to be a journalist. So I started in the high school newspaper and well, I was always really shy, so that's not really like a good quality in a journalist when you have to go ask questions and like talk to people and find out what's going on. So as you moved up in high school journalism, you got to design pages and I was introduced to InDesign um, way long ago, like on super old 
Max mm-hmm. the first time they made him colorful. Not now, like way back when. Yeah, like the big bubble ones. And, yeah, the bubble ones. And like some of the computers were so old. I remember one of them being like catching on fire in class. Oh. So like, and I, I kind of just fell in love with it. So I went, um, our journalism program was kind of a big deal at our high school. So we'd go to journalism camp, like this summer. <laughs> that's awesome. Journalism no, that's camp cool. in the summer. <laughs> and we went to a university in Indiana. I grew up in Ohio. So we went over to Indiana at Ball State University, which is like tiny little school. Um, I say like David Letterman is, went to Ball State. And so that's kind of what put us on the map. Mm-hmm. He has um, given a lot of money to the program. And they had the best journalism graphics school in the country at the time. And that's where I went. And I was going to work in, I wanted to work for Relevant Magazine. Of course. Which I was like, this is so cool. It's a Christian magazine. It looks so hip. Um, I I didn't make it there. I'm not in Orlando. Um, (laughs) And so I was like, that's where I'm going to go. And I went to school for journalism graphics and I minored in religious studies because I wanted to design for Relevant Magazine and I just thought that was super cool. Right. <laughs> and that brought me to Tennessee and I worked for the Tennessean and the Southeast Gannett Papers as a page designer and a graphics reporter for a lot of years, three years until I left and I worked in the creative department at a church. What, so could you briefly, what's a graphics reporter? Like you did actual yeah, reporting that's on design? Probably like or? no one really knows what that is, right? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking at a newspaper or a magazine and you see like an infographic, like okay. a bunch of maps and charts or like something that tells you step by step or so something happened, like there's people who just do that. Okay. So I went to school to learn how to do that and how to show information visually because while like there's a side of design which is like i'm going to make this really cool picture Mm -hmm. there's another side of design that's how does your eye move and where does my eye go first um what is important and hierarchy and how that tells the story so my the program i went to school for was a combination of those two things awesome very very cool so working on staff was it full-time or part-time at the church so I started part-time. Um, I was actually, I started as a volunteer. I nice. was volunteering for the youth ministry. Um, growing up, my youth ministry had a huge impact on me and my youth pastor. Um, four of the guys that are, were in my youth group, like they're still my very best friends. They were in my wedding. I had no girls in my wedding. I had four guys stand on my side, <laughs> my brother. Guys. Um, Cause they're just my very best friends. Like I love them and they're all like we just kind of pick up where we left off so I knew when I went to college I needed to find a church and I did and like there's four girls that I lived with and like we still talk and text all the time and they're my other good friends so when I moved to Nashville by myself I knew I had to find a church so I started volunteering in youth ministry I loved it I took days off to volunteer like and it was just, it was my joy. And um, I wanted to be in youth ministry. I thought, I'm glad I didn't, <laughs> me. but I thought I wanted to work in youth ministry. And the youth pastor at the time was like, well, like there's no position 
our creative arts pastor, he's got a position for a part-time um, admin. Are you interested? And I was like, yeah, I am. So I interviewed and um, we hit it off, hired me. So I worked for about 18 months, part-time at the church and then full-time at the Tennessean. Wow. So I, most days I would wake up about eight, go to the church from 9.30 till two, and then go to the newspaper from two to after midnight. Wow. And then my days off were Sunday and Wednesday, so I could serve in youth ministry and be at Sunday experience. Uh, so you had no days off. <laughs> so I had no days <laughs> off. I did not take a Sabbath, and I planned <laughs> my wedding and wow. did all the decor and wedding planning and invitations and all that myself. Wow. Oh my gosh. That was a very exhausting 18 months. And that's why I was so sick on my honeymoon. Oh. <laughs> Which I mean, like, duh. Yeah. After Just all that. Keep going. Yeah. And then your body crashes, man. <laughs> off in who knows how long. Well, um, so kind of on that note, you you worked in the church, and I, I kind of want to come back. You said something about a Sabbath. I would love to come back to at the end. But um, as as you're taking this journey from working full time at the church, and um, uh, seems like you you were really enjoying it, loving it. What was your thought process into transitioning into freelance and to starting your own thing? What what did that look like for you? Yeah. So just like to kind of finish up that journey, like I did get hired full time eventually. And I did start getting like days off mm -hmm. and evenings off. And that was awesome. And I got to hang out with friends again because no one really wants to go out at 1 a.m. <laughs> People are like finishing up going out at 1 a.m. Like no one's starting the night at 1 a.m. And so uh, I finally like I had days off. I was married. I was working at the church. It was awesome. So that was in 2013. And we um, my husband often calls it Camelot. I was just on the very best team with the very best leader. And it was just, it was great. And all great things kind of come to an end. So um, our senior pastor ended up resigning and this was in 2016. And shortly after that, my boss took an opportunity outside of the state and him and his family moved. So like our leadership at the church was just trying to figure out how do we lead? Like yeah. we no longer have a senior pastor. One of our executive pastors has left. Like there's just a lot of uncertainty when a senior pastor leaves, like sometimes offerings and people go with it. Mm -hmm. And so there's just a lot of uncertainty. So this is kind of like my God moment. <laughs> we're sitting in staff lunch and we're having this devotional and it's on Acts 27 when Paul sails to Rome. And it's revolving around the inn when, so Paul, um, he's prisoner, he's sailing to Rome. He tells them that the uh, people on the boat, the sailors, <laughs> they shouldn't sail right now, but they do. And the waters are rough. And so, and of course, Paul's right. Like the water's rough and um, he sees a vision from God. None of you will perish. None of us will perish. We will all make it, but the boat won't. So duh, Paul's right. And um they tell all the men, Paul, they see land. He tells all the men who can swim, get out of the boat, swim to shore. Those who can't swim, get a piece of the wreckage of the boat. We're all going to make it short and they all make it. So the whole devotional was like, look, some of us are going to need help getting to shore. Some of us are going to be the helpers. We're all going to make it. Mm. And I sat there and I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to go to shore. And I think I'm on the wrong boat. Hmm. 
And that's like what God told me in that moment. Like, this doesn't apply. You're in the wrong spot. Ooh, wow. So I'm just going to add like another level to it that some of your audience may um, relate to. I was like a month pregnant with my only child. So like that, all that change and then being and in my work life and my personal life. And then God telling me that I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> And so I was sitting there like, oh, okay. And I reflected on it and I didn't tell anyone. Like I told my husband this story last night. Like he had no idea. I just kept it to myself. I was like, there's no way. I can't leave my job. I'm bringing a human into this world. Like there's no way we can be down in income. So I kind of chalked it up to, I don't like change and I'm hormonal because of being pregnant. That wasn't God. Ugh. Like, I'm just going to push that aside. That wasn't God. I'm going to go and go down this road. And so a few months later, um, the door got tried to shut gently. It was slammed in my face and it was, it was time to move on. So I was pregnant. So I wasn't going to be looking for a job because our daughter was due in like three months. Mm -hmm. So um, fast forward, I have a three month old. I have no job. I have a house in Nashville. And my husband, who like, he's got an amazing job and they're like, we want you here long term because we had talked about moving back to the Midwest um, to be closer to family. And they're like, we want you here long term, like there's promotions on the pike for you. But like we, he's in a larger corporation. So like there's paperwork and there's other people and approval and stuff. So they're like, we want you here if you want to stay here. And we did. And it was like, okay, we're we added a person and we lost an income. Something needs to happen. So mm -hmm. I needed an income. So I interviewed for work with Warby Parker and I was like, okay, like I can be a sales rep at home with my daughter. Yeah. And that'll be great. And it just didn't excite me. It didn't bring any joy. And I was talking to my dad, my grandfather had passed away a few months before, like a month before actually. And he was like, look, like your grandpa left you some money. We're going to go buy a computer. And my boss who um, had left um, the pre the previous church was like, when you get a computer, I'll send you jobs. And so I went and got a computer and he sent me some jobs and here I am. So I did not plan to make the jump to freelance. I would not recommend my jump to freelance <laughs> to anyone, <laughs> but God put the right people in my life at the right time. And he knew it was coming well before I was willing to admit it. Yeah. And so like, are you, I, I'm maybe reading between the lines, but so you fully realize now that you felt like that was the Lord moving you in a direction you just didn't, I, weren't aware. I knew it was in that moment. Yeah. And I did, I didn't want to listen, but yes, that, yeah. that was God. God spoke those words to me. Um, I've heard God speak to my soul like that very few times. And that was one of them. Well, it's quite the story. Like it really is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it's the leap of faith, jumping, jumping to freelance. That's... Yeah. So I took a leap of faith and there, here we are. And yeah. nice. God has continued to provide. And the people in my life who said like, we've got your back, they still have my back. 
so cool. Well, we love your work. I mean, I've seen a lot of your work on Instagram. Um, your graphics are oh, amazing, top notch. They look great. So, um, kind of jumping into more of that world, um, yeah. what is a trend or a style that you really like to design today? So I I love simplicity. So like when the maximalism trend was going, I was like, oh my gosh, I hate this. (laughs) And it was really popular when I first took this jump to freelance and I had time because my daughter was still napping and I didn't have as many clients. So I was trying to design something for Instagram every day. I was trying to look like all these other designers doing maximalism and it's just, it's not me. Like I couldn't get it to look right. I felt like such a fraud and copying. (laughs) And so I love simplicity. I think simplicity stands the test of time, but I really love seeing these custom illustrations and like these more like almost unrealistic cartoon people coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that typography, like in the past few months is kind of making an even bigger splash because that has been one of my loves for a long time. I don't have I just put away my typography poster, actually, <laughs> because we paint it and I have to hang it up somewhere new. But <laughs> I love typography. That's always been something I've been drawn to. That's awesome. I yeah. think that's one of the things to me that really sticks out about your work is like the minimalism of it. Um, like you use a lot of gradients and a lot of colors. I love, 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 love colors and graphics. So your work is just, it oh, sticks well, thank out. You. That's yeah. the hardest part for me is the color. So I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. It's so nice to hear. Well, and, and kind of on that note and, and going back to what you studied in college and, you know, the idea of layout to tell the story visually, um, yeah. you know, like, so looking back, you, there's probably a lot of people listening right now that they may dabble in design or they have to do design, but it's not um, maybe what they learned to do or it's not their first love. Could you maybe talk a little bit about that importance of visual storytelling when you do create a design? Yeah. I spent forever trying to look for this poster we had in college in our newsroom. I could not find it. Basically, you could read it different ways that it would say content is king and design is king. If you Google it now, you'll find content is king, design is queen. But Mm. basically, the whole idea of the poster was content and design, they're not in a bubble. Like, they don't live in these bubbles alone. They live together. Mm -hmm. So you cannot, if the content isn't compelling, the design is not compelling right um the content has to drive the design so like moving to the church world so like in journalism if someone did a story it was i would read that i read every story that went on my page Mm -hmm. i knew all that content and how to help tell that story visually now if a pastor is doing a sermon series a lot of times i don't get the luxury of reading a transcript of the sermon or the five or six or however many sermons he's going to do, he or she's going to do in this series. So hopefully they're sending like some thoughts or some scriptures and I go in and study those scriptures and that becomes my devotional for the next few days. What am I getting from this scripture? What story am I going to tell visually and how am I going to help the viewer relate to that I'm one of those people I used to say I wanted to just make pretty things but that's not true like design isn't just about being pretty Uh, that's good that's our that's that's the quote to pull for this episode um 
I know like it sounds like you're really passionate about what you do, but what is your favorite part um, about your job? What's your favorite thing that you get to do? As a freelancer or as a designer? Either one or both. Because like there's days where I miss being on a church staff. Like I loved my people. And when I was on a church staff, I was not a designer. Like I helped with some design, but I was team mama. I took care of everyone. I made sure everyone went to the right places. I dabbled in production. I helped with the production volunteers. I did, when I first came on, I helped with music auditions. Like I just loved doing a little bit of everything. Like Mm -hmm. I did writing and, um, and then I did a little bit of design and then we brought on a designer. I did even less design. And so some days I really miss being on a team, but like I really enjoy doing a lot of different things. And so being a freelancer, I do a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. I get like one client has one style and they're a younger church and then another church that's a client, they're older and the community is more conservative. And I really enjoy, I don't have to be in a box. And so Mm -hmm. I love not being in a box and I love that I don't, as a designer, I can continue to grow and develop and change what my look is. Yeah, that's good. Um, just uh, a, a question on that. So like when you're working with a client and um, let's just say you've, you, you're having a difficult time coming up with that design or what the, maybe the idea or the direction is going to be. Um, do you have like a go-to outlet or like a, I'm going to do this to refresh my brain um, to try to generate ideas or focus. Yeah. So you sent me this question before. I've got I've got three points to this. Oh, I'm nice. super excited about this. All right. So my my former boss at my job was Stephen Brewster, and I I just owe so much of my career to him. So I'm going to quote him. I don't want this is not my idea. Like this is Stephen's <laughs> idea. Um, creativity is a muscle, not magic, mm-hmm. and. I sat outside of his door for years hearing him talk to different churches and our team and volunteers about this. So I have a folder of ideas. Like anytime I see something, I, I use Pinterest a lot. So I pin a lot of things. I take a lot of photos when we were going out. Now that we're going out more, like my daughter is going to have to get used to mommy stops and takes photos of random (laughs) things. Um, So I always have a group of ideas. I never want to go without like having an idea to draw on. So that's my first thing. Always have ideas. The idea may not just come to you. My second thing is do not Google sermon series on (laughs) X, whatever your sermon is, Mm -hmm. because you're just going to look like the next guy. Like that just kind of sets you up for failure in my opinion and for copying someone. Mm -hmm. So I get really frustrated when I see on these Facebook church groups that I'm in, which I love. And I love that people are asking for advice, but I hate when people say, we're doing a sermon series on Job. Let me see your sermon series on Job. Well, of course, you're going to look like the other guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And I also took, I took media law and media ethics in college. So I'm probably <laughs> a lot more passionate about visual copyright. Copyright is real. <laughs> we have those conversations uh, a lot. <laughs> that's my second thing. My third is this, and this is like my personal thing that I do. Like when I'm stuck and there's no idea in that folder and I don't know what to do. I walk away from the computer. I do something physical, like take a walk, 
I don't run. Take a walk, play with my kid, draw with my kid, like with crayons and markers and feel the paper and the pencil and all that. And I get bored. So when I was in college, I dated my husband when we were in college and he is incredibly smart, double major. And we would go out late at night when I was stuck on a project and we'd go to Steak and Shake and I'd be like, I need you to tell me what you're learning in your history class. And I love history, but he can drone on and on. And he would just start talking and I'd have a piece of paper in front of me and I'd start scribbling. So my last piece of advice is get bored. Just let your mind wander and be bored. So no, no, like shade to your husband. Yeah. So you would... You would just let him talk. Uh, he knows I'm telling this story. That is fantastic. Like, I still use it. like we still sit at the kitchen table. I'm like, I need you to tell me something. He has a men's volleyball blog for the NCAA. I'm like, I need you to tell me about some volleyball stuff. And I'll sit there with a piece of paper and I'm like, okay, thank you. That is relationship yeah. goals for but, me to the max because I don't like silence. So just having someone that's like a in person podcast. <laughs> I mean just, you can just talk and talk. Like last night I was like, you have to be quiet. I'm trying to write something. That's the dream. I That's love amazing. That. that 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 is it. I think what you're really saying is the key to a good marriage is find someone who can bore you, but generate ideas. We can be bored together. We've been together. We haven't wow. been married for 14 years, but we've been together for 14 years, and That's awesome. I will let him bore me to death, and we are as happy as can be. I love that. That's so great. Cool. So last question, Allie. Um, do you have any final words of encouragement to our listeners? So in college, our professors would always remind us the newspaper world's really small. And I took that into the church world. And the church world is really small. And the world is really small because we have the internet and people know what you're doing. So don't burn a bridge. And so when someone hurts you or they don't use that design or song or whatever you created, you have to have yourself separated enough that you can keep your ego in check because if you don't burn those bridges people will keep coming back to you so that's my first piece of advice so taking take a servant's position when you're designing or creating and then if you're gonna be a freelancer have a project that's just for you where you're the boss and you're the art director and you get to say when it's done it's just for you because sometimes you're going to look at what they pick and you're gonna be like, this is so ugly. I hate this. I can't believe they like it. But you just, that's when you pick up that thing you're making. You're like, I love this. This is me. And then this other thing, it's going to be because I need to pay the bills sometimes. And then my last thing is when you feel the comparison game start to creep in, start throwing encouragement around farther and louder than anyone else. If you love people and you champion them, it's really hard to be bitter. Thanks so much for joining us, Allie. We love to have you on the show. Um, great conversation. Great. Yep. She answers her questions greatly. She, she that was did. worded so awkwardly. She answered the questions greatly. <laughs> Chris, shut wonderful. up! Shut up, Chris! Wow, Chris. <laughs> oh, man. She did, she I did. I will it. end you. She did a great I job. I will end you. Allie, you would. <laughs>
Uh, Allie did a wonderful job. You know what? Make Chris do the intro. How do oh. you like that? <laughs> Chris, do you greatly think you could do it? I think I could do it greatly. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, go. No, it's we're here now. What? That was awesome. So, Allie, thank you so much for, for joining us. But uh, we need to get out of here before we do. Kyler, you had a question. Um, which one? <laughs> Any of them. How do we? So, I, being a worship leader, and also being part of the congregation. And just being kind of a naturally critical person, I had, well, I just started thinking about, like, why, like, why has that mindset been so, maybe not, I don't know, like, just for me, I know when I walk into a worship service, like, I'm worshiping, but I'm also, like, criticizing at the same time, Mm -hmm. and I, one of my favorite worship um, teams, Upper Room, they're very charismatic, very like minimal, like their stage is so small. They have natural lighting. And I was watching one of their worship things. And I was like, you know, you can just tell in, when everybody's in the room, like nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Like their vocalists aren't the best. Their band's pretty good, but like not the best. But like they encountered, I mean, they just know how to worship God. Um, and so I just look at bigger churches with bigger stages, bigger lightings. And I had the thought, like, how do we remove like, I don't know, the criticism. Like, how do we just get so much back to basics that there's not even room to criticize because everything's just so blank that really all you can do is be like, look to Jesus Mm because there's really nothing else to look at here. So So how do we remove the criticism? Like, how do we keep it from ourselves? Like, when we're walking into that type of atmosphere? Yeah, but also, like, I feel like we just give people things to criticize. Oh, okay, okay. So even like if if we're like in uh, for lack of a better term, if we're the ones organizing a service, right? How do we even make sure we're not providing opportunities for people? Right, to- which I know sounds like well, that's not on me, yeah. but it's like we've taken like a rock concert essentially forever ago, and we shoved it into what we considered to be the temple, mm-hmm. and it's just like we're giving everybody everything else to look at except like Jesus. So I feel like it's just distractions. So in the end, all you're criticizing is distractions. Yeah. But Chris, do you have any thoughts? I mean, that's definitely a struggle that I uh, deal with because I mean, as, as someone that is in media and also someone Mm -hmm. that uh, is in music, if someone hits like a wrong note or something, I see a bassist playing weird in the back my eyes are automatically drawn to them like man he could have done this different blah 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 and uh, next thing you know five minutes have gone by and all i've done in my head is criticize or um, think about this one thing and not even thought about god the entire worship Mm -hmm. song and so i mean yeah that's something i honestly deal with and there's been several times where uh that's going on and god will kind of hit me it's like you know this isn't what you should be doing right now yeah but uh, and I'm like, okay, well, I really need to just shut my eyes and really focus on you, and so help me with the, help me with my ADD. So <laughs> go <laughs> take this from take well, this cup from. <laughs> and if not, I will be done. I will be done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're we're all in the same boat, and I think many of our listeners are probably in the same boat. Like yeah. part of what we do is is, um, we're critical in nature because right. you know if we're uh, if we 
or do designers, if we're videographers, if we're musicians, if we're, you know, whatever, like artistically, however we express ourselves, it's going to lead us to be critical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I think, A, that's always the first challenge is how do you even turn that that off? But um, I think to your point, Kyler, maybe that, that the real challenge is how do we how do we teach people to come into church mm-hmm. not not giving them something to be critical about right right um i think that's the real challenge because i think we've we've created you said the the we've taken the concert and we've moved it into the church and right. you know there are millions of opinions and ideas about that but at the at the root yeah we've we've created something that whether we mean to or not, we're projecting an image mm-hmm. for people to consume. Right. And now with our, our internet minds and our streaming worlds, like we're projecting an image that is com- being compared to another church mm-hmm. or maybe not a church, maybe a real rock show right. or maybe, right. you know, so we're projecting images that are all about that are leading us to comparison, which will lead us to criticism. Right. Um, and, and I think that's the challenge is how do we, how do we create a service? How do we create an order of service and create moments that, uh, are free of criticism in terms of like, well, they, the music was this, or it was too loud or too mm-hmm. soft, or the lighting was, was annoying, or that video didn't really vibe with, with other things. Well, yeah, we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. You, you'll be in a service and it's like this video they play is so distracting mm-hmm. that it, um, you know, you can't help but become critical. And then mm-hmm. like Chris said, and then you miss this whole moment. Right. Well, so like, I think to me, honest conversation needs to be had is like, do we even need that video? Oof. Like, do we need, um, you know, do we need, uh, this bumper video before the, and I know it's practical because it allows a set change and, mm-hmm. you know, the podium can go out, but like, why couldn't the podium have been out in the first place? Right. You know, like, I think there are little things that, we, we inadvertently, because we're trying to be so slick with our production, we mm. inadvertently have created ways for people to be critical of what we do. Right. Um, and and by default, we're just going to be more critical of ourselves because if we know we missed a cue, mm-hmm. all we're going to do is beat ourselves up about it. Yeah. You know, internally. So I don't know. Like, I mean, I think it's a challenge that many of the church are unaware of, and I think many are really trying to answer that question. Yeah. And I don't, like, I don't say all that to bash a church to me there's just so much because I just had the thought I was like like is this what God intended for worship to look like um like uh congregationally Mm -hmm. I guess um but there's just so much excess and I when you're while you're saying that I heard Christine Kane talk about one time she went to like an underground church in Asia and like just hundreds of people like mm-hmm. they didn't have instruments and they all just started singing and she was so moved by it because they didn't have anything yeah. like they were literally worshiping from just just coming showing yeah. up and so then you look at yeah. most American churches and it's like we have all the bells and whistles but, but do we're we missing do we have the spirit well, and I think that's a great perspective, though, because most of us don't realize that we are in that one percent. Right. You know, we we just because we've never experienced the underground church in China right, or right. Iran or or wherever, and we and we definitely don't remember, you know, what it was like one year after Jesus ascended, mm-hmm. and these disciples are trying to figure out what this is all going to look like. Oof. You know, like we we don't have that. A lot of us don't have that ability to have that firsthand knowledge mm-hmm. to experience it. So this right. is what we know, or it's what we've come to know. So. Um, I just think it's, we, we talk about a lot. I think it's asking those questions. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you asking that question is just as important as saying, well, what's the answer? Right. Because I think a lot of people aren't even asking the questions. Right. 
Instead, they're just trying to figure out, well, how can we make our live stream better? Right, or how can the we next do that? Big yeah, thing. yeah. And I was like, yeah. Um, so those are real questions. And that, it, Chief. <laughs> definitely not to to try to you know bring this back to what we're trying to do with recreate. But the last meeting we had, well, no, we're doing that. You know, like on brand. <laughs> well, it's just you know that was it was intentionally an idea of like. You know, we don't need microphones. We don't need lighting. We don't need, you know, we mm-hmm. really just need to have an evening where all we do is try our best to focus, you know, on God and, and reading his word and hearing his word and mm-hmm. and all those things. And, you know, I'm sure many people were in there were had a moment of being critical of something. Right. You know, um, because it's hard to turn that off. But, like, the effort was made, the intention was made to, like, we we want to limit as many of those distractions and as many of those opportunities for, um, you know, uh, critiques, like obviously we want critiques mm-hmm. and we want it, but we don't want you to have to have that moment like in the middle of, you know, singing right. a song or reading right. the word. So, anyway. But when you do have those moments, if you're dwelling on them, you need to ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing, yeah. like especially with the stuff that we do, like why does not having lights bother you so much? Yeah. If it like gets to that point where like this is so distracting, or like why does that like Chris was saying, why does that bass player hitting that wrong note distract yeah. you so much? Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, that's it. That's all I got. And that's what I, that's the I think that's the eternal challenge for artists is it's the again you know you, you're going to be critical by nature, so it's hard to turn that to click that button um, during these times, and so that's an internal challenge, and then mm-hmm. we've got the external challenges. Mm-hmm. So it's a never-ending challenge, but right? Hey, whatever you know, isn't following Jesus a never-ending challenge? Yeah, but. Hmm. Oof. Hmm. Why is such a fun question to ask, though? Like little two-year-olds <laughs> oh, yeah, when yeah. they first learn it, and they're yeah. just like, why? Yeah. Yeah, Cameron and I had that conversation uh, just a few days ago, one of one of the three-year-olds she watches. You know, she, she basically was went down the why rabbit hole about uh, for about five yeah. about five levels <laughs> and then finally you know after the sixth why you're just like uh okay yeah, let's go over here and swing you know because <laughs> they're like why do worms crawl in dirt and next yeah. thing you know you're trying to explain the earth's mantle to a four-year-old <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but we we oftentimes want to know <laughs> we oftentimes quit asking those questions when we when we hit our routines and we hit our you know, this is the way we do things um sometimes we don't ask why so thank you for asking why okay all right. Well, we better wrap up. Chris, do you have any any final thoughts? Well, I was about to say, stay gold, pony boy, but I'll go. Come on, dig that deep, dig deep. Say, stay <laughs> greatly gold, pony oh boy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> stay greatly gold. We should we should put that on a plaque and mount it on a wall in here. Greatly. Uh, greatly. <laughs> well, any greatly thoughts, Kyler? No. You know <laughs> what? I was listening to a song. I'm not going to say the name because it's bad. But one of the lyrics was, <laughs> one of the lyrics was, "I've been a stallion, you've been a seahorse," and that line's been hitting me different. All right. Because stallion's a horse and the seahorse, so she's saying like, yeah. "I've been a stallion, yeah, you've been a seahorse." Yeah. So is that <laughs> is that challenging you in the way you're approaching life or something? No, it just it was good lyrically. That is a good lyric. That is a good lyric. But the song's bad. Yeah, don't don't Google the lyric. Don't anyways. Doing it now. Chris uh, Chris. If you want to play Jesus, that for us as we go Jesus out, Chris. Just trying to get me just <laughs> don't. <laughs> well, uh for producer Chris who's looking for that song. Right <laughs> don't now. I should have said it. And Let's for, cut out uh, this last Ky- part. For don't Kyle Lee what? who is not here and never will be. For, <laughs> not for, man, Kyler, you're you <laughs> Wow. Kyler clap. Thank you for joining us. 
<laughs> thank you for your input and for uh, teaching us all these wonderfully terrible songs. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Don't look it up, Chris. It's bad. Do it now.